0: Not sure if everybody's back from the break yet, but uh, we're going to go ahead and get started. The ladies, as my husband mentioned, we had an exciting weekend. Ladies' treat was amazing. Those online, those here, if you were not able to go, um, make plans for next year. Start now. Uh, Putting a little bit aside every month so that you can go. Um, and if you did miss it, uh, our district has an amazing resource. Um, our media missions—it's uh, mediamissionswi.com. All of the major events: midwinter camps, uh, ladies retreat, family camp—they're all out there. So if you missed it, they are on this site. You can go out there and see those. Uh, different sessions they were amazing um (laughs) but as amazing as this resource is there's nothing like being there in person surrounded by others who are worshiping feeling the presence of god and i was thinking of it it's it's a family reunion and i don't know about you but i've been to a couple and I would look around and think, I don't know these people. How am I even related to them? That's the way it is at fam- uh, not family camp, but yeah, family camp too, but at ladies retreat. I'm related to them. We're baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. We're now part of the family of God. I just don't know them yet. I need to find out how are we related, you know? Hey, I go to the lacrosse Church. Where do you go? Wow. Awesome. I'm so glad to meet my sister. But anyway, yes, MediaMissionsWI.com. Check that out. All right. Uh, Men's Prayer and Breakfast is this Saturday, the 21st at 8 a.m. Make sure to come to that. And then next Sunday is our offering deadline for Mother's Memorial. And a wonderful testimony from Ladies Retreat. Uh, We actually uh, were able to receive an offering of $25,000. (laughs) $25,004.82. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The goal for our district this year is $200,000. And I know that sounds like a lot, $25,000 was a lot. Every little bit counts. We actually were just shy of that. But then they said, hey, you know, we wanted to get $25,000. You know, instead of going and getting your big buddy, put that $2 in the offering. And we did it. We actually went over it. So we, as a district, are going to do this. Hallelujah. June 5th, that's a couple Sundays from now, we're going to honor our graduates. We actually have three high school seniors that are you know they're graduating this year, and we want to honor them so that'll be June fifth. there'll be just one service starting at ten a m There will be a cookout and some games following the service so the the church will provide the meat for the the grill out, and then we're going to be coming around asking you guys just to bring some other items. Hallelujah and section four men's steakout in Wisconsin Rapids on June 18th, so stay tuned for the time, and uh, make sure to put that on your calendar to go, hallelujah, thank you Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. When my life is burdened with sorrow, and it seems all help is gone, Jesus whispers, do not falter, I will leave thee not alone. Then somehow amidst my trials How it is I cannot see Still I hear a voice from heaven Gently saying follow me There is sunshine In the shadow, there is sunshine in the rain. There is sunshine in our sorrow when our hearts are filled with pain. There is sunshine when we're burdened there is sunshine when we pray there is sunshine heavenly sunshine blessed sunshine all the way sometimes my friends do forsake me And I'm tempted to despair. Then I think of my dear Jesus. To lay his head he had nowhere. Oh, it pays to follow Jesus just to learn of him each day and i guarantee my brother you'll have sunshine all the way there is sunshine in the shadow there is sunshine in the rain there is sunshine in our sorrow when our hearts are filled with pain there is sunshine when we're burning There is sunshine when we pray. There is sunshine, heavenly sunshine. Blessed sunshine all the way. Let me recommend Him to you i have found no friend like him he is one who'll ne'er deceive you but stay with you to the end if you would have peace and comfort Let his banner be unfurled. He was lifted up on Calvary, and his name can save the world. There is sunshine in the shadow, there is sunshine in the rain, there is sunshine in our sorrow, when our hearts are filled with pain. There is sunshine when we're burning, there is sunshine when we pray, there is sunshine, heavenly sunshine, blessed sunshine all the way. There is sunshine in the shadows, there is sunshine in the rain, there is sunshine in our sorrow, when our hearts are filled with pain. There is sunshine when we're burdened. There is sunshine when we pray. There is sunshine, heavenly sunshine, blessed sunshine all the way. Hallelujah, Jesus. I am so thankful, Lord, hallelujah, that through our toughest times, there is sunshine, there is peace, there is a strength beyond measure that only comes from you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we can have peace. We can have joy when we're not happy we can have joy hallelujah thank you jesus (coughs) Uh, go ahead thank you jesus hallelujah thank you jesus Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, we're giving you the glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I once was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in. And then a little light from heaven filled my soul. It bathed my heart in love and wrote my name above. And just a little talk with Jesus made me whole. Now let us have a little talk with Jesus, tell him all about our troubles, he will hear our faintest cry, he will answer by and by, when you feel a little prayer will turning, you'll know a little fire is burning, you'll find a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Sometimes my path seems drear, without a ray of cheer. And then a cloud of doubt may hide the light of day. The mists of sin may rise, and hide the starry skies. But just a little talk with Jesus clears the way. Now let us have a little talk with Jesus, tell him all about our troubles, he will hear our faintest cry, he will answer by and by, when you feel a little prayer will turn in, you'll know a little fire is burning, find a little talk with Jesus makes it right i may have doubts and fears my eyes be filled with tears but jesus is a friend who watches day and night i go to him in prayer he knows my every care and just a little talk with jesus makes it right Now let us have a little talk with Jesus, tell him all about our troubles. He will hear our faintest cry, he will answer by and by. When you feel a little prayer will turn in, you'll know a little fire is burning. You'll find a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Now let us have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about our troubles. He will hear our faintest cry. He will answer by and by. When you feel a little prayer will turning, you know a little fire is burning. You'll find a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Hallelujah! Yes, we just need a talk with you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you that we can have a relationship with you, that we can converse with you. Coming straight into the throne room, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we don't need a mediator. We can come straight to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah thank you lord hallelujah jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus hallelujah (coughs) alas and did my savior bleed And did my sovereign die? Would he devote that sacred head for such a worm as I? At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight and now I am happy all the day. Was it for crimes that I have done? He groaned upon the tree. Amazing pity, grace unknown, and love beyond degree. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, And the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight and now I am happy all the day. Well might the sun in Darkness hide and shut his glory sin. When Christ the mighty maker died for man the creature's sin. At the cross, at the cross, Where I first saw the light And the burdens of my heart rolled away It was there by faith I received my sight And now I am happy all the day But drops of grief can never repay The debt of love I owe Here, Lord, I give myself away Tis all that I can do At the cross, at the cross where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight and now I am happy all the day. At the cross, at the cross, Where I first saw the light, and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith, I received my sight, and now I am happy all the day. Thank you for the cross. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, that my sins were washed away. You paid that debt that I could never pay. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Help me to give myself to you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, la led dorosotoraya, Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You are worthy, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus hallelujah thank you jesus oh hallelujah there were several that went to ladies retreat and i've asked um that some would come and testify because we go we all hear the same messages but we all take something different from those we all have uh different things that we needed And so I've asked um, several to share what they've uh, had, what they've received from Ladies Retreat. So Sister Vicki.
1: So Ladies Retreat is always wonderful. Um, Yeah, yeah, no, thank you. (laughs) You guys would be standing forever then, because I Look at that. Um, so, yeah, Ladies Retreat always wonderful. I always enjoy going, because it's always a blessing. Um, and uh, I don't even know where to start, because I, pff, there are so many great speakers, and so many great lessons, and I got something out of every single one of them. So, I could be here, like, for an hour talking about everything. Um, but... Um, I'm going to start before the retreat. So. I go ready. <laughs> Jesus.
2: <sighs> so. <clears throat>
1: didn't know I was going to Ladies Retreat. And the year that I've had was rough. And I registered for Ladies Retreat. And I said, I'm giving it to God. And he'll know. And I registered for my hotel. I said, God, I'm giving it to you. And you'll make a way for me to go. And, um, you know, Mom passed away two weeks ago. So I I didn't have to worry about her. Still mourning for her, but it was all good. And it was a blessing to have to... I was able to take Miriam for her first time. And spend time with her, and I got ready that morning and all excited to go. And on my way to pick her up, um, got in a car accident, and uh, on I ninety, wasn't quite there to Sparta yet, and uh, got rear ended, and uh, on the interstate, and put my car in commission, and I um, Police came, ambulances came, fire trucks came. It actually, knocked the wind out of me,
2: <coughs>
1: and uh, i was a little distraught at the moment, and frazzled, and couldn't start my car, and uh, my back, uh, my back was hurting, and so I text Miriam, like, oh, you better call, you know, Sister uh, Sister Becker, and see if she can pick you up, so she, you can get to Ladies Retreat, because I don't think I can go. I have to get a my car towed. I don't know what's going to happen or how I'm going to get there. And it was just, you know, chaotic at the time. And all these, you know, emergency vehicles are coming up and, you know, rushing to me and asking all these questions. And and when I finally kind of made sense of what was going on, you know, I'm like, I'm fine. You know, I'm I can get up. I can move. Just a little sore, you know. And they want to take me by ambulance and like, no, 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 no. No, I don't want to go to no ambulance. I can walk. I can move. My back's just a little sore, you know. Okay, sign so a waiver. You don't want one. I'm like yep, yep, yep. I'm signing a waiver, you know. But my car won't start. And, uh, and the officers, you know, I try to get information about the vehicle that hit me, and I can only remember a little bit of the license plate and the, the vehicle. And and uh, yeah, there's uh, two officers. Um, and one was a woman, one was a man. And, and I, they asked me, well, where are you going? What are you doing? And I'm like, I'm going to a ladies' retreat for my church. And I was on my way to pick up my stepdaughter. And I want to go. And, oh, they said. And, uh, okay, and they're looking at the vehicle. And i are like, oh, well, your vehicle, you know, looks like you could still drive it. And you just can't get it started, huh? And I'm like, yeah, it's like this auto... Um, fuel cut off that automatically must, you know, go into place when you get hit. Oh. Well, I didn't know this but while I'm doing all these phone calls and with the AAA and all this stuff, the mail officer starts looking on his phone about how to disable this. And I didn't know it. And so in the meantime, I'm writing out a statement and all this and that and everybody's trying to get a hold of me like, are you okay? And I'm like, oh. I don't know. If you know. Well, he comes back and he says, hey, can I get in your vehicle? I think I can disable this for you. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, get in there. So he played with it. And he was able to disable it. And I just says, I think you can drive this. I think you can make it to your retreat. And I
2: said, oh, thank you God.
1: <laughs> So I called Miriam. I'm like, Miriam, I'm on my way. And then I called to like, I think I can go. I think I can make it. And so... We got we got in the car and I was able to pick her up and we got there and yeah my back was still sore and I was tell you I was very nervous about driving and looking in the rear view mirror because I didn't see the gentleman hit me you know I could see him literally cuz we were Driving slow at the time. I was slowed down on the interstate for a reason. There was a lady that had a flat tire. That was the reason why we slowed down. And I did see the guy hit me. I'm watching him hit me because I'm like, he's not slowing down. He's not slowing down. He's no, uh, Yeah, he hit me. But he just drove off and ran away. It was a hit and run. So um, this has happened to me once before. So this is kind of a, the last time this happened to me. It was in 2013, and it left a permanent injury in my back. So... I remember going through this before, and the drama ties of being through multiple, multiple, multiple medical issues because of this. So now I'm, you know, a little tense from being in this accident, and so all the way down to the Dells, I'm, you know, look at my rearview, don't hit me, you know, don't hit me. This guy's coming up fast, you know. I'm, you know, you're nervous after an accident; it's kind of a normal reaction. But we made it to the Dells, and now we're at Ladies Retreat, and. Um, the first, day was a little rough, but I wanted to go up there and praise. And then I didn't care. You know, my back is killing me, but I'm up there praising anyways. And I'm thinking, oh, man, next morning I'm going to be sore. You know, I bet you every bone in my body is going to hurt. Because I've been in car accidents before. And you wake up the next morning, and you're hurting from head to toe. And you're sore. But you know what? I wasn't. Because I have a God that loves me and he protects me. And the ladies' retreat, the, the theme was Be Still and Noah, Psalms 46. In. And we did a lot of exercises um, and a lot of different groups and lessons about just be still and listen for Him. And clear out your mind of all the junk and just listen for Him and wait on Him. And He will answer you. And then, our last sermon was... Sister Burton talked about, you know, praising Him. Praising Him before the battle, before the war. You get your praise on, you worship Him. And that's what we did. We praised Him through the whole time. We're praising Him and praising Him. And, you know, my back doesn't hurt. I have no more pain. And I had... No more anxiety when I drove home. Yes, 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 yes. That's my testimony. Miriam. <laughs> Hello.
3: Hi. <Hello. laughs> uh, um, well, this is my first ladies' retreat. Because the other two times I was able to go, it was canceled for multiple reasons. But um, I was so glad I was able to go this year because
1: it was my first year. So I was like,
3: yay, I finally get to go. (laughs) And um, it wasn't disappointing. It was refreshing to see so many other ladies who were dressed the way we do, and be able to hear preaching from women as well, that is encouraging. And it was all around really, really nice.
4: Yeah, I was thinking about going to and that, and I thought, now will I, you know, be able to go in that? But we did, and you know, it's awesome, and it's especially awesome to see Miriam because I know her since a baby, to see her praising the Lord and and magnifying Him, and um, that's such a blessing. So that's one of the things I think these ladies retreats are wonderful for as the young people, and yes, the speakers were all. Very, very well. I just love the music and what Sister Zo- um, Janice is, Joe Strand, yes. And, and of course, the lady from Tennessee, too. They were just <coughs> amazing and praising and lifting God up. And like she mentioned, all the different, um, I can't remember <laughs> all that, but what a wonderful tool on YouTube that you can watch it all. And it's, you know, we can go back and, and, um, try to remember it all in that because it was so awesome. But actually, it's just the young people. And I know I'm getting to be the older one there now. (laughs) So I'm kind of huffing and puffing along. But it was wonderful to be with the women of our church, to be able to sit down and have some fun and laughter and some um, joy and the food and everything, and then to really know that we do have to be still to listen to Jesus to take that time because we're always in such a rush to get everything done. And it's one of the most important things that we can do for ourselves. And like um, Sister Vicki said, too, um, no, it just dropped me the one she was. That <laughs> that's why. Um, and it, it, It's just amazing. I, I, um I'm so happy I went, and my daughter got to go too, so I'm just hoping that instills in her, and she had a good time too in that so um thank God for them and um yeah, I encourage the ladies to go it, it really is uh, wonderful, and we were blessed i like I said, with two women that kind of knew each other i guess in the in a sense, and so they would worshipping up there and it it was wonderful, so thank you.
0: Hallelujah, Thank you, Jesus and yes, it was a ladies conference, but those messages were relevant for everyone so and that's why I wanted not just to share the the media missions with the ladies but with the church because it it was just amazing, and like they said, and I mean this is every year, every message is just phenomenal, and there's so much meat, uh, so much that we can get from it. How do you even decide what to focus on? I got something from every message, but I thought that I would share with you um, just really briefly, um, Sister Jo Strand talked about us being victors and not victims. And in this society, that's what people focus on is, the trauma that 's happened to them i 'm a victim, and now I deserve this and and i i can 't move past this because i 'm a victim, but we are victors, and we know that we have that in the word of God. He tells us um, and she she gave us the steps to being victors. She um, used revelation twelve, uh, starting at verse ten. Where it says, and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. We have an accuser that comes to us and he is telling us, you're not worthy. Look at what you've done. But. But. Uh, She spoke about the red, white, and blue. You know, we hear about the banner of our God. His banner is red, white, and blue. The red, um, if we look in verse 11, it says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. That's our red. The blood is for forgiveness. We are forgiven, and we need to extend that forgiveness to others. That is how we overcome and then by the word of their testimony that's the white the word of our testimony we all have a testimony of what god has done for us and it's not just oh okay well he did this for me back then but he's doing something for you every single day sister vicky he kept you safe he got you to ladies retreat in spite of an accident that's a testimony And um, this isn't really part of that, but I was thinking when you said, you know, you were kind of concerned about being able to go to Ladies Retreat because you were caring for your mom. And that was a huge burden. And, I mean, as far as trying to find, your mom was not a burden. Let me make that clear. You know (laughs) what I'm saying here. But um, Sister Burton was talking about praying specifically, and she kind of gave examples of how she was like, I have this financial, I, this financial need, Lord, we need $800. Well, then she was in an accident, and the settlement was exactly $800. So she was kind of like, okay, well, Lord, I don't want to be hurt to do this. And we know that Sister Vicky didn't want her mom to pass, but that was kind of how the, the door for you to be able to go at this time in, in that situation. But anyway, so the word of our testimony and the blue, and they loved not their lives unto death. Um, oh, so I, what, let me back up. So they come at the accuser comes at us, but once we are overcome by the blood of the Lamb, well then he's going to try and attack God. But that's why we need our testimony because we know what God did, did for us. We know who God is. But he's going to try and say God didn't do that for you, so that's how he's going to come. Then the third way he's going to come is trying to to uh, appeal to our selfishness. But we need to look past ourselves and look at the blue. God has prepared a place for us. So the red, white, and the blue um, that really stuck with me and. I wasn't sure what everybody else was going to share, so I just thought I would um, share that. Uh, We are overcomers. We are victors. And um, I don't know. I just, it was interesting, too, on Friday night. Well, during the day, I was in my room alone, and (laughs) one of the old songs came to me. And then they actually did it that night, and I was like, well, that's interesting. So I don't know. I'm just going to kind of. Sing it here because it, it, it's just it's a good song <laughs> um, and I'll try to uh, no I can't I'm gonna do it like the Southerners because that's how I know it All right hallelujah can't nobody do me like Jesus can't nobody do me like the Lord can't nobody. Do me like Jesus, he's my friend, can't nobody do Jesus, can't nobody Do me like the Lord, can't nobody. Do me like Jesus, He's my friend. Well, He picked me up and He turned me around. He picked me up and He turned me around. He picked me up and He Turn me around, he's my friend. Well, he healed my body, told me to run on, he healed my body, told me to run, he healed my body, told me to run on, he's My friend, you don't know like I know what he's done for me. You don't know like I know what he's done for me. You don't know like I know what he's done for me. He's done so much for me. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. Can't nobody do me like the Lord. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. He's my friend.
5: Praise God. He is an awesome God. He's our Father. He's our friend. Hallelujah, Jesus. He's the lover of our soul. He's our King, our Lord, and our God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you've done, for all that you are doing in our lives. Oh, hallelujah. You are a true and a faithful God, all together. Hallelujah, Jesus. Aren't you glad that He's faithful? Aren't you glad that when He says He's going to do something, He does it? And that right early, praise God! What awesome testimonies! Praise God! I enjoy these things because, you know, I know, I know God. I know that I know that when we honor Him, when we give to Him, He gives to us amazingly, wondrously. Praise God! And when we put our faith and our hope and our confidence in Him. He never fails. He never lets us down. He always comes through for his people. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, ladies. Thank you for testifying. I am encouraged. Praise God. Now you can be seated for just a moment. Sister Miriam, I heard you. You want a female preacher. (laughs) All right. Let's do that then. (laughs) Sister Rudy. Let's all stand now. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, let's all stand. I'm sorry, yeah. Let's all stand. Sister Rudy, if you'd come forward. While she's coming, she's going to be preaching to us this morning. Let's lift up the, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And let's give glory and honor unto Him this morning. Praise God.
3: Amen. Amen. Will you bless the Lord with me right now? Lord, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all the things that He has done for me. He's my deliverer, my healer, the mighty God, and I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Before you're seated, and I will remember to have you seated before you are, Brother Becker. (laughs) Um, Brother Becker's already blessed the congregation, (laughs) but we're going to bless ourselves. So I want you to lay your hands on your head, and we bless the Lord. Lord, I pray that you would bless our minds right now, that you would help us to bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ that we would cast down imaginations and every high thing that's trying to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. I pray that you would bless our eyes, that we would see your kingdom as you see it. I pray that you would bless our ears, O God. Your sheep hear your voice only, and that we would only hear your voice today. And I pray that you would bless our heart today, that we would love others as you love them. In the name of Jesus, and can I get an amen for that? Amen. Now you may be seated. (laughs) Okay. So I just want to give a little testimony. I know it's 1130. I don't know where the Lord's going to take us, but we got time for it. Right? Right. So um, everything for the last few years, probably the last five years, that the Lord has been laying on my heart. You know what? I want to say this, ladies. It is one thing to watch it online, and I'm so grateful you can. But iron sharpens iron, and I needed every lady that was there to sharpen me because we are going to have a marriage feast. But before that feast comes, there's preparation. And God has been working out things in me. You know, every day I say, Lord, I can't do it on my own. In my flesh, it's enmity between you and me. So I'm going to submit to your crucifixion cro- process, and I'm asking you, I'm asking you to do what needs to be done so that I can hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And I don't like the crucifixion process, but I need it because there's things in me that need to be worked out, that need to get out of there, because he has a purpose and a plan for each one of our lives. So when you're here, when you're here, you don't know it, but you're ministering to me. You're helping me to grow in his grace and his knowledge. But for the past few years, they have covered everything. Everything. Every session I went to, every speaker morning and night, had covered the things that God had been dealing with me. He's fortifying us. He's, he's helping us. He's, he's just cementing everything that he has been dealing with me. Sister Sonia and Tammy can testify. I tell them the blood of the lamb. Your testimony. We've talked about putting on the covering of God. The armor of God. And God is my witness this year. you got to learn. You Sometimes you just have to gird up your own loins. When I'm at home, I'm my praise. I'm my praise leader. So there's been three songs this year that God laid on my heart. The first one was, wait on the Lord. Don't you know he's saying that? I knew the words because it it was a song that God had laid on my heart. And not only that, I dance in my home. I dance at ladies' conference. I might dance here a little. (laughs) It's easy when everybody else is doing it. The other song was, I speak the name of Jesus. And just lately, the last song was, God's goodness. Everywhere I go, I've been hearing that song. I was here the night before they had Brother Bell's celebration. And what song were they singing? God's goodness has been chasing me. It's not walking. It's running after us all our lives. He's been running after us. His goodness, Sister Vicky, is following after you. He wants to bless you. He wants to heal you. He wants to... His oil... Is flowing over you if you will lean into that. As you lean into that pain, His oil, that balm of Gilead, it's going to flow over you because He loves you. And what we think is evil, He's going to turn it for good, because He's you know working us. And it's not easy, and it's not the path that I would have chose, but He chose it for me because He knows what I need. And even brother. Parker, uh, uh, just a short conversation where he was selling his books. He doesn't know, but he spoke a word to me. So it's so important that we have ears to hear what God is saying to us. So I just want to tell you, every time I've went for the last four or five years, I've not once come away without God speaking personally to me, ministering personally to my needs. And he did to every one of those ladies. So I am so grateful for the opportunity when we come together. You don't know how much you minister to me. You don't know what you do to me, what you put into me. You're important to me. I love you, and I need each one of you. So thank you, Jesus. I just thank him. All right. So we are going to be talking about kingdom minded and we're going to be talking about three kings and one prince. You know, Jesus, he a lot of times asks questions. And um, I don't like people to ask me questions if I don't know the answer on the spot. And sometimes I don't, you know, I'm thinking, why didn't I say this or why didn't I say that? But Jesus said, one day he said, what did you come out to see? Are you shaking in the wind? He was talking about John. Or he said to his disciples, who do men say that I am? Or he said, what do you need? So today, whatever you need, Lord willing, you're going to get it. Because he's here, but you have to have ears to hear. You have to have a want to. So we're going to talk about three kings and one prince. And the first king we're going to talk about is God. So we're going to go to 1 Samuel 7, 9 through 12. And Samuel took a suckling lamb and offered it up for a burnt offering, holy unto the Lord. And Samuel cried unto the Lord for Israel, and the Lord heard him. And as Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to battle against the Israelites. But the Lord thundered with a great thunder upon the day upon the Philistines and discomforted them. And they were smitten before the Lord. And the men of Israel went out and pursued the Philistines and smote them until they came unto beth Then Samuel took a stone, set it up, And called the name of it Ebenezer, saying, Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. You know what? Your testimonies are the stones. Your testimonies are the stones that tell others what God has done and what he can do for you. Your testimonies are the witness. You know, all their lives they had heard the Israelites were taught about how God created the world. How he brought them out of Egypt. They were taught the commandments. Why were they taught those things? So they could know who God was. So they could know what God could do. And here they are. The Philistines are coming, the enemy's coming against them again. And so Samuel comes on, calls on the Lord. You know, I was listening to before that sister talked about the victory before the battle. That's what it's like when you're in your home and you're girding up your loins. And people don't know what's going on around you, but the Lord does. And you're singing and you're dancing and you're believing God that whatever this is, I'm going to just focus on you, Lord, because you've got this. You know, I was listening to Eli Hernandez just a couple weeks ago, and that was, his, that was his message, and I wasn't getting it. And then she, she just brought it out, and it all came together. Lord, that's what you've been teaching me this year i got to sing the victory. I don't have to see the outcome. I may never see the outcome. I may go before it comes. But your prayers are like a memorial before the Lord. He sees. He will answer. He's not deaf. And he has a better way and a better plan than I do. So Samuel, he was a prophet of God. And the people came to Samuel and they said, You know what, Samuel. We want to be like everybody else there. We want to have a king, a physical king. And Samuel's like, "Uh -uh uh-uh-uh, you don't want to do that. You have a king. God is your king. He is your leader. But you know what? They became very insistent. You know what? There's a lot of voices out there, a lot of voices that speak to us. Whose voice are you listening to? Are you listening to God's voice? Are you listening to the world's voice? You know, you need to know what God intends for you. You need to know what he intends to do. You know, you need to know when he intends to do it. You need to know where he intends to do it. Then you can show up and you can be in the right place. You know, I've been in the wrong place sometimes. Do you ever argue with God? It's not a good thing. But it's because you don't believe that he's going to do what he says. Or you just don't want to do that. But you know what? If you will show up, God will show up. Know that it's his voice. Know how he speaks. You do know. He's already spoken to you. When you got the Holy Ghost that night, he was speaking to you. You tap into that again. You remember what that was like. Because he's calling you. He's chasing after you. And he's not going to let up. Because he loves you. Because he's faithful. Because he needs you. Because you're a part of this body. Well, I'm going to tell you what, Samuel, he was not happy with it. And he went to the Lord and he just laid it all out before the Lord. And he said, this is what they want. And it grieved Samuel. And he was hurting. And finally God said, do what they said, Samuel. It's not you that they're against. It's me. But you're going to tell them what the consequences are going to be. You're going to tell them that it's not going to be a good thing. So he did. You know, God is not interested in explanations. He's interested in revelations. There's always a time where we can make excuse. I can't do this. Sister Sonia, you are young. You have strength. Let me tell you something. I was born tired, but I went to God just recently, and I said, God, I want to be used for you, and I cannot be used of you if every single day I get up and I'm as tired as I went to bed. I need you. You have got to do something. And it was a cry of my heart, and something broke in the spirit, and I am telling you right now is God is my witness. That at latest retreat, I hardly got any sleep, but I was refreshed every single day. Last night when Brother Becker texted me and said, do you think you can? I said, yes, I can. I, don't, I didn't feel tired. I went to bed and I said, Lord, at 5 o'clock I'm getting up. You've been dealing with me about this message for a long time, but you just need to refresh me. You need to, I need to write down some scriptures, and you need to give me what I need to speak Because it's his word I want to speak, not mine. You can be refreshed. You can be renewed. The words that you speak I am healed. I am strong. I have a calling. He has chosen me. God's goodness is following me today. He will give me the strength to do what I need to do today. I will not be afraid. I am his child. I don't care what the world says. I'm not following after them, they're not right. God's right. His word's right. I don't care what they're speaking to you. It's a lie from the pit of hell. There is no joy. Sin does have pleasure for a season. Yeah, it can be fun for a season. But I'm going to tell you one thing. It will take you further than you ever thought you would go. It is going to hang on to you for longer than you ever thought it would. And it will cost you more than you ever expected. So when you make a decision, there are always consequences. And we are all sinners and we all make mistakes. But there's the cross. And all you need to do is plead the blood. I know it looks like fun. I know it's hard to stand alone. I've always been alone. From the time I was born, I've had to stand alone. I've had to stand alone in my marriage. It's not easy when you come and you see couples. And, and, and you see what a relationship can really be. But I'll tell you one thing. I don't care how much Satan tries to destroy me. I have made up my mind. From the day that I repented and I was filled with the Holy Ghost, there was none but Jesus. Whatever comes my way, and I've been through some stuff, it's physically harmed my body, but but for God, because he's the one that will lead and guide and strengthen you. He will give you what you need in that time. He is all that you need. And seek counsel. You know, one of the things they talked about, Samuel was trying to counsel the Israelites that this is not the path you want to take. But they wouldn't listen. God, there was. A, they were talking about being mentors. All around you, God has put people in place to mentor you, to help you, to guide you. If you will let them. And there's a reason. I had mentors. You know who my mentors were when I came into the church? The pastor and his family. They took me in. I learned a lot. The elderly ladies of the church, which they weren't that elderly, and they taught me that you you linger at the altar. Sister Hildebrand's mother played the organ, and she wouldn't get up until everybody from that altar left. I kept her mother at at that organ many nights, long times. Because there were things, there were places I was going, I didn't know how to handle it. Only God knew. I am telling you, if you will just grab onto that. So what did they do? They said, oh, Lord, we want a king. And he said, okay, I'll, I'll give you a king. And so he took him to Saul. So Saul was going to be, first God was their king, but now Saul was going to be their king. And so he went, he spoke to Saul, he told Saul, you're going to be the king. Saul was head and shoulders above everybody. It looked great. And he anointed him with the oil. And after he did that, God gives Saul a different heart. You know, when you're baptized, when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, God gives you a different heart. But it's your choice to keep that heart. So, through the process of it all, sure enough, here comes an enemy. You know, it's not very long and the enemy comes in. And uh let's see. Let's go to chapter 11. So, 1st Samuel 11:4 through 6. The Amorites come. Then came the messengers to Gibeah of Saul and told the tidings in the ears of the people. And all the people lifted up their voices and wept. And behold, Saul came after the herd out of the field. And Saul said, What aileth the people that they weep? And they told him the tidings of the men of Jabesh. And the Spirit of the God came upon Saul when he heard it, those tidings. And his anger was kindled greatly. So, the Amorites were going to come against the Israelites. The Israelites, they didn't know what to do. Saul heard it. He was angry. And he thought, well, we're going to go out to battle. So, they did go out to battle. And, you know, fear, action, voices, they always come against us. But we always need to hear the voice of the Lord. So, Saul... I'm just going to go through this. I have a lot of scriptures, but I'm just going to tell you the story, and you probably know it. You know, Samuel gives Saul some instructions, and he said, You know, you can go fight. You can go fight, but you wait seven days for me. We're going to sacrifice, and then we're going to go out and fight. Well, here we go again. Saul's out there seven days. He's waiting, and the people are becoming fearful. They're afraid of the enemy. Intimidation is one thing that the enemy uses all the time. Fear and intimidation. You know, that's why words are so important. Because what do I say? Words words produce pictures. Pictures produce feelings. Feelings produce destinies or action. So while all these armies were gathered together they could see it was a multitude of people it it brought up fear to them they weren't really warriors the only time they were warred is after they came out of egypt and you know what they forgot they forgot that god was the one that gave them the victory over the battles it was his strength sometimes they didn't even have to fight god had already accomplished The battle was ended before they even got to the battlefield. So, what did Samuel, did he not remember the things that were told from him from his childhood? He got fearful. He was listening to the voice of the people around him instead of listening to the voice of God, which came through Samuel. And because of that, he did the sacrifice. And as soon as he completed the sacrifice, who came down the road but Samuel? Samuel came and he said you did the wrong thing. You didn't wait. Waiting on the Lord is so important. Before I do anything I pray about it. Yeah, I'd like to do it in my might my strength, but it is a It'll be the wrong thing. I need to know what God has to say. Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? Do you want me to be still in this? I just want to defend myself. I want to speak up for myself. I want to say, God, I'm done with this. I don't want to fight this battle anymore. But that's not what sometimes God has for you. That's why you have to look... Gird up your loins. That's when you have to take that song and praise and worship and dance in your bedroom if you have to. That's when you need to believe what God has said and what he has spoken. That's when you need to get your focus on him and off all those things around you. Whatever it takes, Lord. I don't want my will. I want his will. I want to know what his voice is. But Sam, that something in Saul, God had given him a new heart. But something in him said, No, I'm going to do it my way. And he did. But then there was Jonathan. There was Jonathan who was not afraid to go out to battle. And when the Philistines were there, he said to his armor bearer, He said, Let's go. Let's go look at that battle. Let's go see what this is all about. And he went. And he he said, okay, to his armor bearer, we're going to send a message out to them. And we're going to wait to see what the response is. And if they respond this way, we know that the Lord's going to be with us and that we're going to run to that battle. And that's exactly what happened. They went to the battle and they killed some men. And in the meantime, Saul is telling his people when he sees that the Lord is fighting for them, don't eat. This whole day during the battle, don't eat. But Jonathan, he didn't know his father spoke those words. And as they were running to the forest, and as they were pursuing the enemy, there was honey there. And all Jonathan did was dip his staff in that honey, and it refreshed him. And it gave him the energy he needed to complete the battle. But the other people that had heard what Saul said, he said, I'm going to put you to death if you do it. They were obedient to their king. But you know what? Their king caused them to sin because they were so famished that by the time it was over with, they took the flocks of the sheep and the goats and the cattle and they killed them and they were eating the flesh uncooked and drinking the blood. And when Samuel, when Saul came, he knew that somebody had been disobedient. And he said, whoever it is. And you know what? He found out it was his son, Jonathan. And even then, he was willing to kill Jonathan, but the people wouldn't let him because they also knew that there was something in Saul's heart that just wasn't quite right. And then another time, there was a battle. And they were to kill a king. The Lord told, through Samuel, the Lord told him. You're going to go out. You're going to kill the people, the sheep and the people and the king. They went out to battle. They won the battle. But did they kill all the sheep? No. Did they kill the king? No. And Samuel comes and he said, and all and so happy, oh, I, we accomplished this. We did what the Lord told us to do. If the Lord gives you something to do, you better do it. If he gives you instructions, you better follow the instructions because his ways are always best. He might accomplish that, but along the way, if you're not obedient to his voice and what he told you, he might help you get there, but, oh, the way is so much harder. It's just so much easier to be obedient to what he wants to do. I don't understand it, but he'll give me the strength and the courage. He'll give me the words to speak. He'd give me the ability when the time comes. So Samuel comes. And by this time, the kingdom had already been taken from Saul. You know, the first time he was disobedient, Samuel said, God's taking the kingdom away from you. That meant that Jonathan was not going to be king. Did that affect Jonathan? No. He was kingdom-minded. He wanted to do what was best for that kingdom. He wasn't, it wasn't about Jonathan. It was about the kingdom of God. But Saul, it became about him. It, he wanted the glory. He wanted to be in charge. So when they went and, he, and Samuel heard the bleeding of the sheep, already he knew that Saul did not do what God asked him to do completely, but Saul, in his mind, thought he had the victory. Samuel said, what is the bleeding that I hear? And, and then Samuel, you know, Saul does like we all do. Well, it wasn't me. It was the people. They kept the best sheep, you know. We kept the best sheep for the sacrifice. And, oh, uh, no, we didn't kill the king, you know, the people. But God's, But you know what Samuel did? He killed the king. And he just didn't kill him. He chopped them up. It was bloody, and it was ugly, and it was not fun. And sometimes it it is not fun. This is not heaven on earth. This is not where all the fun happens. This is where the battle is going on. Yes, God will give you good things. He will give you joy. He does bless his people. But it's not about the fun that the world thinks you deserve. Because the world thinks the fun that it wants to give you is to destroy you. And nobody, nobody likes to sin on their own. I'm telling you what. If you become an addict, you want somebody else to do the drugs with you. If you go to the bar to drink, they want you to come along and drink with me. They want you to come with them. They don't do it alone. They want you to come. Because the enemy's out there to destroy your soul. So you be careful who you listen to. You believe the word of God. Because I'm a testimony. I had a grandfather that died of alcoholism. But that is not my destiny. I had a father that was an alcoholic. But that is not who I am. I had a mother that abandoned us. But that is not who I am. That is not who God called me to be. He called me to be a child of the king. It doesn't matter what you came from. I know where I came from. We all have stories. We all have stories. But I refuse to let the enemy tell me that that's where I am. Can I tell you how many family members in my family committed suicide and followed through and made it? The enemy was trying to get me to do that. But God had a better plan. God knows where my future is. And I refuse to let the enemy tell me otherwise. I will not listen to his voice. That is not who I am. That is not my inheritance. That is not where my children are going. That's not where my grandchildren are going. They're going to go after God because his goodness is pursuing them. So David kills the giant brings the head back to Saul and at that moment Jonathan's heart was then knit to David the future king you know Saul was wondering what was wrong with Jonathan he was supposed to be the king He was the next king. Why was he following after David? Why was he on David's side? Why was he giving information to David that Saul wanted to kill him? Why was he doing that? Because he saw God's kingdom. And he chose God's kingdom, not this earthly kingdom. Yes, he was second in line. But that's not what God had in mind. And Jonathan knew that David was to be the king. And that he would follow after and do what God wanted him to do because he was kingdom minded. Whose kingdom are you minding? There's only two kingdoms, there's only two masters. Who will you choose? Whom do you decide to go after? You pick, you choose this day. I'm going to tell you something. Saul did. When Saul became king he went throughout the kingdom because one of the commandments was that they were to kill all the witches. They were to do it. In Exodus 22:18, thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. But at the end of Saul's life, when he could no longer feel the presence of God, when he knew that his time was coming short, he went to a witch So he wanted her to get a hold of Samuel so he could hear Samuel's voice one more time. There may come a time in your life when God no longer is pursuing you, when you no longer can hear his voice. We don't know what tomorrow is. I don't know that tomorrow I'll live. In fact, Sister Becker and I were talking about it today. A lot of her friends that she came in with or knew have passed away young. A lot of people I know have already gone. You think you have tomorrow. You think you have the next day. You don't know. Whose voice are you listening to? Whose kingdom are you minding? Your kingdom? Satan's kingdom? He's a liar and the truth is not in him. Anything he tells you is probably a lie. And he uses people to do it. Or are you going to be kingdom minded? God has been dealing with me. for this whole year, about being kingdom-minded, about loving Him, about surrounding myself with those people that can sharpen me, that can get this stuff out of me, because there's so much that needs to get out. I'm selfish. I'm judgmental. I think I can make it happen my own way. It's a lie from the pit of hell. I need God's guidance. I can't do it on my own. He didn't create us to be on our own. He created us to be with one another, to be with Him. This is practice here. If you can't praise Him, if you can't worship Him down here, do you think you're going to spend an eternity with Him, worshiping Him? And the truth of the matter is, not everybody goes to heaven. So you get that lie out of your mind right now. I know it's a comfort. I've had loved ones that have gone on. That are spending eternity in a place I wish they weren't. But that's not going to deter me from making heaven my home. I'm not going to listen to the lie. It is not an easy path. I'm not going to lie to you. It's not easy. There are times when it is. But there are times it's going to be hard. You just have to make up your mind. Whose kingdom will you mind? Where will you go for eternity? Every decision you make every word you speak, every thought that you think, that it would be in obedience to Christ. That's my prayer for you.
5: Thank you, Sister Rudy. What she spoke of up here? Sister Rudy is uh, not someone I would consider a a weekend warrior or a uh, flash in the pan. Uh, She's tempered. She's been through it. She speaks from experience, from what God has told her. And you can tell. (coughs) A couple of things she said... um, God is not interested in explanations. He's interested in revelations. What a powerful statement that is. What an awesome... Getting into the mind of God a little bit with this statement and understanding how God operates, how God uh, leads and sows things to His people. He doesn't explain Himself. Not, sometimes He does, but He's never required to. We always want to know. We always want the the whole plan laid out for us. How things are going to take place, when, how, who's going to be used. But sometimes you get a command and you just need to go do it. Abraham tells, God tells Abraham, just start walking. Walk to where? Add in what I said. Start walking. Okay, I'll start walking. Get instructions on the way. Revelation is what we so desperately need. We want an explanation, but what we need is revelation. What we need is for God to show His truths to us. And I was thinking when talking about Samuel, how he wanted to believe so desperately that he would he had obeyed the command of God. you know it's It's easy to trust in God when things are easy. It's easy to say, "I believe God and I have faith in God when it doesn't really matter one way or the other what happens. It's kinda of like a, a minor healing. I got a headache. I got I got a cold. I'm praying for healing, but you know what? At the end of the day it doesn't really matter. The cold's gonna be gone in a week or two and the headache's gonna be gone and then by tomorrow. It doesn't really matter. <clears throat> I can obey God just fine when Yeah, you know, put fifty bucks in the in the offering plate. Yeah, okay i got 50000 in the in the bank account right now. I'm not going to miss 50 bucks. If God tells me to give 50 bucks and, and I haven't eaten in a day because there's no food in the house, that's a little different. It's easy to obey God when things are going great. It's easy to trust in Him when it doesn't matter. But when it does, that's when we find out. That's when we find out if we're trusting in God or not. We, thank you, Sister Rudy. We so, desperately, we so desperately need to stay focused. We need to keep our eye on the ball. Our, eye, our eyes on the prize, is that how it's said? This is not our home. It's not. Thank God it's not. Because it's fallen apart. Heaven on earth, this is, this is more like something else on earth. Thank God this is in our home. We're looking for something a whole lot greater, a whole lot better. And our service to the King needs to stay consistent. We are serving the Lord Jesus Christ with our lives, with everything that He's entrusted to us. We are serving Him. That's why we're here. That's what we're expected to do. Thank God He allows a little bit of that money to be spent on things that we enjoy. A vacation from time to time. Some new paint on the walls. you know, Some flowers in the flower bed. But at the end of the day, this isn't our stuff. It's God's stuff. He's the King. He's the King. He gets to tell me what to do. And when I get it in my head that I have an option with that, I can debate this, I can offer a suggestion, I can give him a better idea, I'm on my way out at that point. And I mean that. I That seems innocuous enough, but it's not. That's the seeds of rebellion right there disobedience. And I can't afford that in my life. Not at all. Jesus Christ is the King. There's only one. It's got to be Him. God is working out things in all of our lives. Problem areas, baggage that we still hold on to that we came into the church with. Things we picked up along the way. And he's going to keep working on us. I'm thankful that he does. I'm thankful that he does. Amen. Let's all stand. that message pretty well cuts to the cuts to the quick of the matter this whole thing our whole lives are about Jesus Christ about serving him and if that's the case at the end of all of this we are going to enjoy the fruits of our labor we are going to enjoy the consequences of our decisions. And if we choose to go our own way and work toward our own kingdom, somebody else's kingdom, we put somebody else before God, uh, you're not going to enjoy the fruits of that labor for very long. And you will suffer the consequences for those decisions as well. And I don't care how desperately you want it to be different, like Sister Rudy said. I don't want anybody to go to hell either. I don't think Jesus wants anybody to go to hell. But He's not going to take someone somewhere they don't ever want to be. He's not going to force you to go to heaven. I think it's the right choice. I think it's insanity to choose anything else. But people do, and it's their choice to make. Just like it's our choice to make. What are we going to do? What is our choice today? How are we going to spend this time that we have left? And that's right. We don't know how long we have. I plan like I have a hundred years left. But I live like I'm going to go today. And if I live like that, I'm not going to be caught by surprise. He's coming as a thief in the night. He's not going to let you know a few days in advance so you can get things ready. He's coming right now. And you'd better be ready right now. If we had a better grasp of what eternity is, how long that is, what it means... I think people would live differently. But we don't. We rationalize things away. We think an eternity is waiting five minutes for something to download off the internet. <coughs> eternity is a long, long time. Amen. If you can, let's all come to the front for the remainder of our service here. We desperately need God to speak with us. We need to allow God full access to ourselves, our hearts, our minds, our lives. We think we hide things, and we do, when we come into church and All hell is broke loose at home. And someone asks us, How are you today? I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm doing fantastic. I'm great. How are you? I'm not going to call that a lie. You're blessed and highly favored. I mean, that's always a safe answer. We always are, no matter what's going on. We're not always having a great day, are we?
2: Let's be honest.
5: Sometimes things are really hard. Sometimes we're in places that are so confusing, and so frightening. We can't imagine
2: going through this another day, another week.
5: Building a relationship with God is more than just being able to quote a scripture or uh, knowing knowing what to pray and how to pray it. Knowing God is so much more than that. Knowing God is is trusting Him, knowing who He is, what He stands for, His character. And trusting in that, that it's never going to change. So that when we get in those times of trial, those times of test, our faith is still strong. Our assurance and our confidence in God is absolute, unwavering. Because we know God. We know Him. We don't know about Him. <clears throat> there are people that can quote every scripture in the book about who God is, but they don't know Him. It doesn't do them any good. We got to know him. And if you trust him, you'll give him full access. Those secret areas of your life, those areas of judgment or selfishness or whatever it happens to be, give those to him. You don't need him anymore. You know? We were never supposed to carry them in the first place. We were never supposed to be afflicted with these things in the first place. It was never part of God's plan. But we're in this world and original sin has got us and we struggle against this old nature day by day. But let God work these things out. Let God give you the very best things. His character. Amen. Let's call out to Him for just a a little while here. Lord Jesus, thank You. Thank You for what You have given to us here this morning. We receive it in the name of the Lord God of hosts. In the name of Jesus Christ, we receive it today. I pray, O God, that each person here, would give you free access to us. <clears throat> it is my desire to give you free access to me. The inner recesses, the secret places in my heart, my spirit, those weak areas that I try to hide from people, those vulnerabilities, those, those, maybe those secret sins that I don't want anyone to know about, sins of pride, sins of self-promotion, sins of of judgment, sins of of arrogance or, or vanity or rebellion, whatever it happens to be. Help me, I pray. Help us, I pray, to give ourselves wholly and completely to You. You've got to be Lord and God. You have got to be the King in our lives. We don't have another option. We put other things before You all the time, but... Those aren't options. Those are those are failings. Those are mistakes. Those are sins. We've got to choose you, Lord. Help us to choose you every single day of our lives. Help us to choose you every moment of every day. Help us, Lord Jesus, that when you come, when you come back for your church, that we will be ready. We'll be covered in the blood of Jesus. We'll be we'll be effective in the kingdom of God. We'll be promoting. We'll be pushing forward the kingdom of God. Hallelujah, Jesus. When you boil things down, things are really simple. Things are pretty cut and dried. Serve you. Serve something else. Your king or someone else's. I'm going to heaven or I'm not. Oh, Lord God. There's just not a lot of extraneous information there. Help us, I pray, to continue to make the right choice. Help us to become Christ-like. Draw us nigh unto you every single day. Help us to value our time with you. To submit ourselves to you, to hear your voice, and to do what you command us to do, our Lord, our King, our God. I so desperately want to see you. I so desperately want to make it home. I want to make it home. Lord Jesus, you're your home. You're my home. You're my all in all. You're my exceeding great reward. My ever-present help in time of need. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. You're King. You're God. All by yourself. Hallelujah, Jesus. Minister to us, Lord. Minister to your people as we go our separate ways. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would bless your people. That you would continue to associate with us.